0: welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. Thanks for joining us on this um, very special time episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We're doing a matinee today and that's because my guest is living across the ocean and we want to make sure that she gets some sleep tonight. Um, so, um, so I hope that you can join us um, and if you are watching and you have somebody else that you know of that has a child that has one of these disses we've been talking about this month, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, um, dys, um, dyslexia, I'm getting confused, um, <laughs> that um, you just share this this live episode with them as we're watching, because we want you to be part of this conversation. That's why we're live. And um, But this is a regular episode put on by SPED Homeschool. We are a nonprofit that empowers parents to homeschool children with specialized educational needs. And I also want to thank Shot for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We'll hear more from them about halfway through our, our interview. But I would like to introduce my special guest, Rebecca Ginger from Table Fables. Thanks for joining us today, Rebecca.
1: So, lovely to meet you. Yeah. Very much to
0: yeah, I'm so glad we were able to, to get this on the schedule because... Um, we're going to talk today about the hidden advantages of dyslexia and dyscalculia, and I know we we usually spend most of our time on talking about the disadvantages, the struggles, the you know what can we do to help this this poor child that's struggling, and even into adulthood, um, these things that we we carry with us, but um, but thank you for, for being willing, Rebecca, to share that there is a flip side to this and there are advantages. And um, and I know that starts with your story. And so I would love to just kick off with that. To just share a little bit about um, your own, um, I guess it's dyslexia and dyscalculia that you struggled with.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I, you know, I was, you know, the sort of typical dyslexic. Dis, well, I didn't know I was dyscalculic when I was at school, but I did uh, learn that I was dyslexic, and you know, and struggled, you know, a lot, and was in all the bottom tables or whatever. You, know, I went through sort of traditional schooling.
0: Mm-hmm, and, so did I. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, and you, you, you know, you compared yourself a lot to other mm-hmm. children. Couldn't read, read, and nothing really made sense, and, 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 and. I think sort of the added on to the sort of dyslexia thing if you have dyscalculia as well um you know people can say you know you're really bright and don't worry about being you're not stupid but if you can't also do numbers there's mm. there's, no, there's nowhere else to for you to go apart from to think you're, you're stupid because we can't read and you can't do numbers what can you do it's great right.
0: That's you know a point.
1: you know I, I totally did feel stupid and i mm. i you know and it's, and, and, and you didn't couldn't sort of help not comparing yourself and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, I was good at sports. I was okay at that. We didn't go to particularly sporty schools, so I couldn't really show that off in any mm-hmm. way. You know, I was—I was—you so, know—I was good at art, but again, lots of people were good at art. You know, anyway, school was a bit of rubbish, and I—I and I, <laughs> I spent, spent a lot of time sort of um, keeping quiet. Was my thing. Mm. You are go really extrovert, or really quiet. I just kept really, really quiet, really yeah. head down really hope the teacher didn't notice me, ask me any questions. That was my kind of default setting was down. Mm. And um, I didn't, you know, and and I I would get really good at pretending I'd done stuff. Um, Uh, You know, you had a sort of box that you had to go and fill out, you know, your sheet things like that. (laughs) I would just totally and utterly pretend I'd done a sheet and then skip a couple of ones on and Mm. not do anything. You know, it was, uh, yeah, I sort of made, hid I'd hid a lot at school secondary school wasn't much better into all the bottom sets um I was with all the naughty kids I was you know I saw it all because I was in all those bottom sets and you know they're really lovely mm. they were just like me they were just absolutely struggling we were just all right. struggling nothing made sense I kept quiet of them didn't. (laughs) Right, yeah. I had a strong family background. I had a sort of mum who went, and we come from a long line of dyslexics, and I think Mm, my dad. That's that's pretty typical, yeah. Yeah. So there was a sort of great tradition of not passing exams, but Mm. doing well in life. So at least I had that as an example. I had a, you know, I had a grandpa who didn't pass anything. I had a dad who didn't pass anything. So my mum was very much like, you know, school's not the only way, you know, Mm. you can... Make it in life, you right. know, obviously. so I had that as a sort of, sort of core belief, I suppose, in me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I went on then to become a runner. I don't know if that's what you call it in America. Um, work experience in television. Oh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, uh, you know, I work for a long time for free, probably much more than other people working for free because I didn't have any confidence in myself. Mm. But, um, but I'm a hard worker and I get on with people, and I think this is where the hidden. Talents come in when you're not being able to write stuff down. You have to uh, think of inventive ways of being kind to people. I think mm. or someone, so that I could people would help me. Um, uh, you know, at university and things like that, I, I would you know make sure I was really nice to my flatmates. They would read over my my essays to me. Mm-hmm. You you know you and even when I remember starting as a runner, I would really go and talk to the people that I needed to, make sure they knew who I was, be really kind to them, do other mm. favors with them so then they could help me in return. So I think in trying to sort of get around stuff, I sort of right. probably learned that communication skill. I probably also learned to be very, very creative. Um, you know, and there's a lot of research... Right. To say that, you know, well, <laughs> this bit of your brain, as it were, that bit of your brain is maybe your English or maths, but you're growing this creative bit of your brain. You know, it,
0: mm-hmm. somebody,
1: um, explained um, to me that it was a, it was a doctor. They said, um, if this is your left and right brain and your I forget, maybe your knuckles, your knuckles are the, the the pathways between your left and your right mm-hmm. brain. So, Now, you'll have um, roadworks. Everybody's dyslexia or dyscalculia is slightly different. Say, I'll have a roadblock here and here, and you're trying to get the information from one side to the other. Now, you'll have a roadblock here, but that information, like, say, your IQ, is still pumping from one way. So it just goes down the other highways. So if these two are blocked, Uh these two they come massive massive super highways so my maths and english are blocked but my communication and my creative skills they're coming huge super mm-hmm. highways so you've got roadblocks here but these ones are becoming huge motorways or i don't know what you call them, america super highways so that's right. a kind of really great visual so the information is still passing through from one side of the brain to the other but it, you're growing things you're absolutely mm. growing things while the other stuff is suffering slightly you're really mm-hmm. really exploring and expanding those things so that is definitely one um i think superpower i, I learned communication really well i think my visual you know i loved watching here mm-hmm. i was constantly told off of watching too much telly i think <laughs> tv makes <even fits> sense <laughs> to me visual right, yeah so I can absorb a lot, a lot of information. Um, you know, when I'm watching a film with other people, people are going, "What's going on there? What's going on there?" And I'm going, "Well, why?" I mean, you know, right. <laughs> even just one eyebrow, I totally get that. That means that he's going to murder somebody. You know, <laughs> an hour down the thing. You know, it, it's not uh-huh. con- kind of. I think you you pick up on all those cues and right. those other other things that maybe aren't as developed in other people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I became a producer, director, and I won awards, and I, I had the longest-running um, shows. Um, I worked for MTV for a long time. I don't know if your older people will know. They it's still going MTV, isn't it? But um, yeah. I don't know who watches it. But, <laughs> yeah, so I, I made really long-running shows for them. And mm. so I, I, I did but just for parents out there, I do become very successful. So don't get disheartened.
0: Right. We try and
1: keep that confidence up. The only thing I would say that is the problem is uh, I was probably as successful or more successful my colleagues. My colleagues were getting paid more than I was. Mm. I am not have confidence to ask for a pay rise. They would they would give me mm. pay rises when I was on maternity leave, you know, to try and get me back again. You know, they would suddenly go, Oh my God, she's really not being paid anything. Let me give her loads of, you know, pay rise. But mm. I I never asked for anything because I've never had any confidence. You know, I'm working with people who are A you know straight a students and Mm. getting the first degrees and things like that so it's really hard to think that you are worthy of anything and there's another interesting statistics that 40% of um uh, millionaires are dyslexic uh, but 70% of prisoners are dyslexic and you kind of go yeah Yeah. it does depend on the parents and those you know giving that um belief in yourself that that you can get through the system um uh, there is also statistics about though that dis, um, dyscalculia um number dyslexia being bad with numbers actually inhibits your um monetary earning power you can de- tell at mm-hmm. the age of two, we've got two children same iq one is um better at maths than the other one. They're both same as the english or one mm-hmm. could be worse than english but if it's good at maths he will go on to earn more money than the other child. So identical wow. IQ, the one that is better at math will go on to earn more money. It doesn't really matter so much, weirdly, about um, mm. English. It's all about maths. And the same person who is good at maths at 10 is good at maths at 16, and then is good at maths um, at university, and then goes on to earn more money. So mm-hmm. they've been doing the study for 40 years. So, wow. um, yeah, 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 it's a really good thing. So you could definitely survive with our amazing um, dyslexic and dyscalculic brains because we will grow other bits of our brains. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there are some disadvantages, I would say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I want to just hit on a couple of things that you talked about. Um, that, you know, the the part that where we say we're, we're broken and um, it just, it won't work. We, our kids hit those blockages and um, parents in turn, just think that, you know, the child is being despondent is, um, is fighting against them. You know, the, the whole process of this really is not making sense. Doesn't always go through our brains and, and yet, you know, hearing your story and where you are, you, um, you kind of felt like you were at the bottom of the bottom and and so how, what was it specifically that your family told you because in counteracting what the school was telling you that really made a difference that was maybe some things you cycled, um, through your own thinking that allowed you to push past that. Um, there are two things
1: I, 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 I've sort of done, um, well, I, I've sort of added on to the, the stuff is, um, this is this is a bit more practical advice mm-hmm. rather than sort of I'll, I'll come on to the sort of family dynamics maybe but um, practical advice is I got a weekly we have this thing called the Beano it's a really funny cartoon it's a magazine it's a comic
0: mm-hmm. you get
1: manuals and things it's a bit like the Simpsons okay it's funny um, it's a bit rude I mean it's not really that rude but you know it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's funny you know and I got that every single week, and that had images and words. Okay, so it's images, mm. words, images, and words every single week, new images, new words. So that is how I learned to read. And we still, I bought my children the same subscription. And I can't say, like, I went, my son went on from reading that comic to reading Harry Potter. You know, <laughs> and that was, it, it It happens in a different way, and it's mm-hmm. not, and they don't go sort of up the progressions, they just stick on sort of the beano stick on the mm. cartoons and then one day weirdly if, if you because they love reading because they're loving reading this comic and that's what I did and I got the annuals just a lot and lots and lots of comics because mm. for us dyslexic that makes sense and we can it means that we're not scared to read because oh, you, you've point. got the images so you don't have that sort of negative whoa 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 I hate mm. that and I'm still a massive reader now you know I'm probably mm-hmm. more for a different reader than my other friends who aren't dyslexic. But I've always had a love of reading because I I was given that opportunity just to to do cartoons and it wasn't deemed like a bad thing and I wasn't kind of, you know, constant thing. So that is one definite thing that I did. Um, for my own children, I, um, we were sort of working through those issues, of the dyslexia, it was the dyscalculia bit that I just couldn't figure out, which is why I set up this um, table fables. Yeah. Um, but that, um, how I eventually, I think I figured it out myself, really. Um, I got to, I t- taught myself stories to remember stuff at school. I Hmm. had to remember everything via a story. So when I was doing my history or um, uh, politics or whatever, I would make up stories. I would do acronyms. They're called acronyms. Mm -hmm. Where you write down all the points. You take the first letter um, of those points. So it's A for um, apple and then um, C, D. Okay, so I would go... And I'd make it slightly funny and a bit rude. So I would go... um, Anna can't dance or something like that. Yeah, I'd make mm-hmm. up a little poem. Mm-hmm. So it sounds really complicated. Anyway, but that's how, and I would have these long poems, but they would all unlock learning. So Anna, standing for A, would be uh-huh. the, um, uh, the atom bomb that fell on Hiroshima or something like mm-hmm. that and the sea would be China in 1965, did blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So all of them would represent something. And all I had to do was remember those poems and they would unlock learning for me. So that's uh-huh. sort of, those are two really practical things mm-hmm. that, that we did as a family. And then as I say, my children were failing at maths, which I've always, always struggled with myself. And so that's when I sort of use those skills. I use the images and mm-hmm. I use stories and I combine them with maths. And then that took all the anxiety out. Um, I've just been to, I think you have to speak. I've been to a conference about dyscalculia and the, the, the statistics about mass anxiety and number dyslexia are mm. kind of scary. You know, it's wow. like nearly half the class have either anxiety or dyscalculia. Uh, mm. And just not been addressed it's um they're yeah. still teaching maths in the same way that they did like 100 years ago right it all is, is rote learning and all mm-hmm. it is is rote learning dressed up so you might have prettier characters and pictures dancing around the thing but it's mm-hmm. still rote learning you gotta learn you know six times seven you know four times five it's just repeating repeating mm-hmm. and right. i'm just saying to my kids you know if you have a foreigner and they don't understand you there's no point saying it loud more loudly you know <laughs> exactly. round the corner right. what do they do to dyslexics? it's like they all they do is say it again mm-hmm. and say it louder and or shout at it or the kid is shouting is that going you you got to do like sound lang- sign language you know if a foreigner mm-hmm. doesn't understand you can go right <laughs> so that's gonna make more sense than going it's round the corner it's round the corner you know it's like it doesn't
0: yeah. yeah 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 I love that and you put that into those terms because yeah we we I, I just gave a talk this last weekend on why we do what we do and how it's not really evidence-based a lot of the things we do in the school system it's just because it makes the test taking and all the other reporting and all the political stuff that led to the way our schools are structured work. (laughs) And, um, and so, yeah, it, but it, it makes so much sense when you put it into those terms because that communication, we, we have to communicate and communicating to a brain that thinks different than our brain has to be done differently. And I, I love that visual you gave us earlier about those bigger conduits for, um, for creativity when, when certain things are shut down and taking advantage of that, which is what you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so that's, that's so important. Um, I just want to know, let you know, if you're watching with us live, that you can be part of this conversation. You can put in your comments and questions in the feed, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Periscope. Um, and we'd, we'd love to include you in this as well. And, um, so, Last questions? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah. So you know, in helping kids to know that what they are producing is worthwhile, and working at their own pace to learn things and their own way to learn things, is there anything that you have to share with our audience about helping kids grasp that that worthiness when the typical education methodologies tell them they're not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I've learned something weirdly. I'm just trying to think what my mum did and I don't, I think it was just, you know, it was just going, don't worry about um, exams and, you know, things like that. She, She really made us work hard. You know, you know, there was not you know, I'm not saying that she, you know, is the sort of laziness thing, you know, we emptied, you know, we, we washed, we didn't actually have a dishwasher, you know, we washed up every night, we hung up the washing, you know, she always, always made us work really hard, but she always said, don't worry about exams, not everybody goes down that route, there are other mm. routes, I think, so she really did make that clear, she said there are other ways to the yeah. top, okay, so don't, D- don't get disheartened. It's really hard to sort of rally against. I mean, thank God she did say that, but you know, it, it's really hard as a child to sort mm-hmm. of believe that or rally yeah. against that or, you know, and even, you know, it is true, but you know, like my dad had a secretary and my granddad had a secretary. I don't know. I've never had a secretary. They <laughs> dictate stuff. I've had to write emails. So I do mm-hmm. think we we have to. You have to be given those practical, practical skills mm-hmm. um, of writing. So I don't think ignore that, or 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 or, or let children not do that. I don't mm-hmm. think that's great. Um, but I think it's constantly encouraging them, constantly pointing out the you know how they're improving, looking back about where they've come. Mm-hmm. From maybe mm-hmm. is. Good. Good one, the other thing that somebody, um, you know, in my adult life has told me, which I really took it, her granny said to her, You can be whatever you want to be, okay? Mm. You can come over any hurdles you ever want to do. I mean, you know, if, if any hurdles are set in your way, you can get over them, okay? And I think that's really helped mm. me setting up a business as well. It's like, mm. Don't worry, kids. Just tell your kids, it's okay. You can be whatever you want to be. Even if you want to be an astronaut, if that's what mm-hmm. you really want to be, you will find the ways, the roots around it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and even if you don't get to be an astronaut, but you will be able to put astronauts into space. You know, if your right. eyes, you know, mm-hmm. you become, um, I don't know, colorblind or something, so you can't actually make an astronaut. Mm-hmm. But, but just, I think, empowering your children with that knowledge that they can be whoever they want to be I totally believe that and you will find the solutions if you set yourself a goal and you'll find your way around it and if you just keep you know telling children that I think that's really really important um yeah yeah, I think that was what
0: I'd say Yeah, yeah. And so when I know you also shared like in your career that there were points where your self-confidence was still really low. And and I've heard lately that a lot of the trauma that we experience through education, like just our, our struggles, can almost appear like PTSD in later life because we are so traumatized by those failures and that consistent failure. Is there anything you've learned in your, you know, adult life in navigating? that um yep yeah,
1: I, I definitely can agree with you on that I think teaching myself the times tables I know that sounds really silly um that mm. was, will be more for the um uh, dyscalculic um mm-hmm. I think if you've got both I think that really does provide trauma but when I taught myself the times tables and um, through our um storytelling technique I felt I felt intelligent I felt mm. the thing that I could never ever do. I could probably learn them for a test and then instantly forget them.
0: Right.
1: But, but um, and I couldn't really do dividing at all. Just, there was no way. So when I when I taught myself that, I, I was like, going, "Oh, I, I'm not stupid. It was just how the information was presented to me." Mm. I think that to me was so. Like I can't tell you, adults, if you're out there. I mean, our technique is aimed at children, but. If you can do that, I promise right. you, it literally unlocks something It maybe connects some neural pathways that weren't mm-hmm. there. It Also, it, it, it retells a story that, you know, in school that you could never do something. And mm. you go, wait a minute, I can do that. Just present it in a
0: different way. And then,
1: yeah, and then I, I yeah, I can move forward. So yeah.
0: it's, it's crushing yeah. those lies that you've allowed yourself to believe that the world has been telling you and saying no that's not the way it is I love yeah, that yeah 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 so do do just it, it, yeah it it's pretty really, it's really hard it is really
1: hard I have read a lot of mm-hmm. self-help books as well about you know stopping the negative chat in your head and, mm-hmm. and things like that that really does help I would say learning the times tables was a massive one because yeah it it, it proved to myself that I'm not good mm. and um that was a light bulb moment
0: yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to dive into some questions on math, but I'm going to take a, a quick um, time for our sponsor, and then we come back. I'm going to, Ginger and I are going to dive, or Rebecca and I are going <laughs> to, I'm reading your last name instead, your first name. <laughs> <laughs> you that. Not like you. Yes, <laughs> um, that we're going to just, we're going to dive into a lot more math questions, dyscalculia, to Types of things, um, which I know is something we haven't addressed yet this month, as we've been covering all of these disabilities. Um, so I, I definitely want to make time for that. And she has some really creative, um, insightful things to share with us. So you'll want to stick around and and pop in your questions too while I'm doing the sponsor spot and as we're we're um, transferring over to that, so that um, we can we can address issues that you have going on at home with with your own kids and um, get some insight into those too so i'll see you in a second rebecca and um, we're going to learn a little bit more from from our sponsors at um, right shop so let me pull that information up but um, right shop wants you know um or they're going to want to ask you um how are School writing lessons going for you lately? Are there tears of frustration or long minutes staring at a blank piece of paper because I don't know what to write about? Oh, that's pretty common. <laughs> well, finally, there's a solution WriteShop curriculum. WriteShop understands the challenges of children writing. WriteShop has options for kindergarten all the way through high school. With engaging step by step lessons, WriteShop gives students the necessary building blocks of the writing process so their zeros. Zero frustration. And WriteShop not only teaches kids how to write, it shows you how to teach. You'll learn to guide them through the writing process and inspire even the most reluctant writers. Parents rave about the results. Sherry from Florida says, I'm so pleased with WriteShop. My eighth grader, who has was lukewarm about writing and really didn't write so well is blossoming. Haley in California says, thank you very much for creating WriteShop. It's been a pleasure to teach this curriculum and the results are phenomenal. Our son went from hating writing to asking for more. You can visit writeshop.com to take the placement test and find out which level best suits your child, tween or teen. With WriteShop, teaching writing has never been easier. So thank you, WriteShop, for sponsoring again this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We just are very thankful for for that, that you are funding this so that we can continue sharing and empowering families to homeschool their struggling learners. And I'm going to have Rebecca back. And um, I I just want you to know how much I thoroughly enjoyed everything you shared in this first half an hour with us, because um, it, it just, it makes parents feel like their kids aren't alone. Um, and uh, it also empowers us to to know that there's there's more beyond the struggle, and so thanks for being open with us and talking about your own struggles and just some of the things that you have found that have really helped in your journey.
1: Thank you. no, problem, no problem, no problem. I'm very happy to share stuff and be- encourage and to uh, you know contact me, parents, if you do need to ask anything. But you know, I'm sorry, I'm always here.
0: Yeah, well, and I'm going to put up your your website. It's tablefables.net, and so if you're listening to the podcast, that will help you because we also turn this into a podcast. And um, so it's great to have the video. But and if um and if we do end up sharing some stuff video wise, and if you're listening to the podcast, just know you can always pop over to the Sped Homeschool YouTube channel, or you can check out um, Rebecca's website too. You do have some cute little videos. And I, I love, and I looked at your website, um, you, you talked about learn funny. And it, it funny just activates that part of our brain that helps us learn, um, doesn't it? And- yeah. Well, I, as I was
1: saying, I was at this. I mean, I, I know all these statistics already, but just because I was at a conference the other day on um, dyscalculia, that um, you know that that anxiety around numbers and math, yeah. um, it kind of kicks in really early. They, the, the researchers were really surprised, and I was a bit like, yeah. well, "If you're a kid that's gone through it, I wasn't surprised at all." But it's like four <laughs> yeah. years old. Math wow. anxiety kicks in at four, which is just <laughs> you know, it's just kind of staggering. It's just like, yeah. why is any four-year-old uh, feeling anxious? And the way around anxiety is humour. You cannot mm-hmm. feel anxious if you're if you're laughing. Mm-hmm. And we're really passionate about, I mean, I love games um, anyway. I, I, I play, I make all my friends play when they come over for dinner. I make my kids play them. I just, I, you know, I'm like, in trying to get adults, I think maybe this is why I'm I'm really good at you know promoting PR. Is mm-hmm.
0: uh, trying to get adults to play games is could be tricky, you know. But I know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> want to do? If you have, ice you ice have ice. any hit, hints or tips, let me know because we're having a game night at our house tomorrow night with a bunch of adults. <laughs> in fact, my my biggest one, I say, if you're not
1: laughing in five minutes we'll scrap the game. I, mm. I, I want to scrap the game in five minutes for not laughing, but pretty much guaranteed mm. within five minutes of playing a game. I mean, you know, it's probably the right game, obviously, but you're, right. you're, you're laughing, okay? And anyway, the, the bigger thing about laughter is it just reduces all that stress, okay? Mm. All of that anxiety, the, the yeah. resistance that children feel to anything. If they're laughing, they're not going to be resistant to it. And if mm. the technique's all about cartoons, if they're watching cartoons... You know, what kid doesn't like watching cartoons, funny it's fine you've got them in then they don't they don't even realize they're learning that's what I think mm. is just trying to make sure that they don't really think they're learning and then you know and then and then then the information absorbs in and we we have a lot of um uh you know I've got I've got three kids myself and obviously I've got a lot of reluctant friends who never want to play <laughs> games so I'm really good at sort of putting up um we we have a lot of um rewards um either it's in um money that you earn so they for every time's table they they um get correct they earn dollars table fables dollars every uh, incorrect answer we take dollars away from them they can then go off and spend them in our in-house shop Um, Mm -hmm. we've also got monetary rewards we make the subscriptions more expensive and then we give families money back once they've completed um a multiplication um task we found if we made the subscriptions cheaper Families would buy it, but then just wouldn't use it, Uh, and that was just no good to uh, them or us because they wouldn't then go and talk about us. So we made it more expensive. Okay, so parents are going, "Oh my god, I don't want to pay that much." You Mm -hmm. better, Jimmy, you better get on table favor so they get on it we take them through an automatic program and then we give them the money back whether that family gives the Mm. money to the child or whether they um spend it on other educational products or whether Mm. they just keep it in their family budget it doesn't matter but it's just it's just a prompt. it's just it gives a family another way and go right let's earn this money back for our Mm. family or for the child or however each um family wants to do it and we're always got competitions because i say i Mm. like it we're always giving away. We give away an extra twenty-five dollars and a toy giraffe at the moment. If you can complete them, it's like um, it's like streaks. I don't know if you know that in TikTok, mm-hmm. you have so many streaks. If you go on every single day for seventeen days, if you okay. press yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you do that, we give you twenty-five dollars um, uh, and we send you a toy giraffe. So we've mm-hmm. always got games and things to keep children playing, excited, happy, um. and anxiety down. Right. Uh, yeah, which is the big thing, which is what I was saying about that Be No um, subscription about the reading and the cartoons. Um, mm-hmm. Parents often think, oh no, it's not educational enough and it's not um, you know good yeah. enough or they're not mm-hmm. progressing as fast as other children. But mm. they are reading and they are learning and they're, yes. and they're, they're understanding. So if you're just reading something, mm-hmm. you won't um, understand the definition of say desperate. Okay, but if you've got a cartoon mm-hmm. with word desperate you then go oh yeah I get what desperate means you Mm -hmm. may not still be able to read it out you 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 know you'll just see it and but you'll see what that word means and then Mm -hmm. it'll be repeated again and you'll go oh yeah desperate you know and then finally you'll be able to say it and then and then you and then you absorb the meaning of it Mm -hmm. whereas Mm -hmm. unless you you ask somebody or you look up in a dictionary and I've never a child that looked up in a dictionary yet (laughs) Unless you ask what that what that word means, mm-hmm. you know, what does um, I don't know. Can you give me a word? What does um, inconsequential? That's a good mm. word. Okay. It's, inc- it's inconsequential. You know uh, that punishment was inconsequential, and you've got a kid running out of a class, not paying any not hide nor hear of the the teacher. Then you will. You may not understand at the first go of inconsequential. You may not understand it, but s- soon enough mm. you will. So, you yeah. know, that's, um, that's what I'm always like, fun things, just because they're fun does not mean that they're not educational. And right. uh, you, home educators know that you're brilliant at that. You, you know that in, in spade loads. So I probably don't need to tell you that.
0: But oh, there's a lot of stuffy home educators. So. <laughs> <laughs> just be rem- reminded of it. Um, it. It's a good home, reminder. Mm-hmm. Fun is learning. It really, really does, you know, and, you yeah. know. Yeah, we have a viewer who said that she goes, and this is pertaining to our our que- or our conversation on the first half of the hour. Was she said, "I homeschool, so I tell my kids with learning disabilities that if they want to do it, they can." I was told that my learning disability would hold me back and I'd not be able to do what my peers can. And same same thing. And mm-hmm. I think that's a, an ongoing mantra that unfortunately children and adults the same here. Because they just don't think the same way,
1: and yeah, I think I think you know setting up a business um, was really hard. Um, you know, when you set up a business, you don't—I'm I'm sure you—you're doing your podcasting. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you don't know anything when you first set stuff up, and it's only through. Mm-hmm. Um, mistakes I always go on about uh-huh. mistakes are amazing you are always learn but I only learned that when I was when I was 40 and I I say this to my children my, my children go oh yeah the teacher always tells that us now so I'm glad it is getting into the education space uh-huh. but mistakes really really are amazing and you learn so much um by you know failing and then you go oh yeah that's yeah. really stupid that was what yeah. I, what did to do that for, but then you go, Oh no, I learned something mm-hmm. um, from that and and i, I as I say, yes, yeah, setting that goal and just going, yeah, that's mm-hmm. where I want to go that I, i'm going to hit these failures, you know successful mm-hmm. people fail more than anybody else, you know if they yeah. fail, we go, oh, well, never mind, brush it off, let 's try mm-hmm. again, fail. Brush it off, fail. Brush it off. It's a exactly. just continual failure. Which mm-hmm. so you know, do, do, you know, tell. I mean, I would say tell all these kids that are failing, going, "Oh, brilliant! That's an extra badge you've got there. You've got another extra failure badge." You know, uh-huh. it should be not like Girl Guides or whatever. You don't collect badges for successes. You should be collect badges of failure, uh, as long as you don't repeat the failure.
0: Okay? Right, <laughs> you
1: learn from it and go
0: right. on. Yeah. <laughs> Um but, but just yeah. being able to laugh at yourself. I mean, back to that humor that you were talking about earlier and looking at our failures as those stepping stones, but also just saying, yeah, yeah I I screwed up. I mean, I went for the longest time having misspelled uh, the the heading on this broadcast. And I I was looked at it and I was like, there's an eye missing. <laughs> had to laugh i was like okay well lesson learned i think i need to use spell check next time <laughs> but yeah. just yeah you learn and and yeah you grow from it and, yeah, and, then, yeah. and those mistakes are good as you say that that
1: you know they are and, and yeah laughter is is brilliant I, I always say that um you know it's sort of you know your your mistakes are great stories you can go yes you go you know so even if it all really messes up it's a really funny story um but <laughs> you've got to tell your friends so that's always good to collect, to collect. I've got a lot of funny stories one of the two.
0: yeah yeah exactly we'll just we'll just consider them encouraging stories <laughs> <laughs> so yeah all right well you know to, to start out our topic on math why is it you think that so many children do struggle with maths <laughs>
1: uh personally i think um i think the the research is sort of uh is not quite there yet but I, you mm-hmm. know i think it's literally just the way it's taught mm. I, I, why
0: would anybody like that? You know, I, just, I can't There's understand. There's a very small fraction of people that like it that way.
1: <laughs> I just, what is fun about maths education, I, I can't, mm. can't understand. You know, you may, you know, the rhymes when you first, you know, one, two, three, four, five, once I could it. You know, that's yeah. fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, some songs, I mean, I personally can't learn lyrics. I'm so bad at lyrics. So I could mm-hmm. never learn my multiplications through lyrics. I don't know mm. any. You know, Beyoncé's good at lyrics, or you know, I don't know whoever's singers are good at lyrics, but I don't know anybody else that can ever mm-hmm. remember lyrics, so I don't think that's a brilliant way. But, um, I just seriously think that um, mass education is taught the same way it was taught 100, 200 years ago. And I don't, don't just don't think it's changed, I think they've dressed it up a little bit. Mm. Um, they have added a few more nice graphics, but um, fundamentally, I don't think that's why we, I mean, we, you know, ours is based on what's called, I new, new, never say this word, mnemonic system. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It's peg, basically, the peg system of memory. If you, you hold something onto it, so each of our numbers are, are, are characters. So you've got seven boomerang, eight is a snowman, three mm. is a mouse, the tail. So we've all got characters, the same characters, they don't change. And they interact mm-hmm. um, together to create a story, and it's that story we can all remember stories. You know, the mm-hmm. uh, Bible is a story for a reason because it's not just a list of commands. Going, you got to right. do this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. You can't remember; it's boring. Yeah. You know, you right. put it into a story then it's easier to remember. Okay. You know, right. all information that they've, that, that has been passed down from generation to generation has all been passed down in story format. Mm-hmm. It's just easier to remember rather right. than well, we're
0: wired for relationships. And that yeah. story kind of digs into that part of our brain where that relationship, it, it becomes more than just a fact. It becomes something that's living and breathing. That makes yeah, do, that a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I do
1: remember. This is slightly going off topic, but still, um, I'm just saying that you know, animals do do it too. I mean, I remember uh, we're doing this study about bees. They don't talk, but they communicate with each other. So mm. they the pollen over there. They come back to their mate. They do a little dance. Actually, they go wiggle, yeah, uh huh, left, wiggle, 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 up, wiggle, 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 right, left, whatever it is. Okay, so they'll come back and tell a little dance or story to the mm-hmm. other bee and the other bee will go oh yeah I've got that and off, off mm-hmm. they go it's the same thing we I think we've just missed I think when we started writing stuff down um we missed a trick with maths we just went yeah there's numbers remember them just remember yeah. them so you mm-hmm. just gotta remember them. um whereas most other things are stories or you know are put into sort of more fun things and for some reason maths just got completely missed and yeah. it just it it but also with masses, you're right or wrong you're right or wrong from a very young age yeah. uh, we call them number bonds in England but you call them I think number families like 7 and mm-hmm. 3 right. 6 and 4 8 and 2 my children you know, I told them the multiplications and then I registered. They, they still didn't have the number families um, sorted. Mm. Okay. And, and my daughter would go, six and eight? Mom, six and eight? And I'd go, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, you you know, do multiplications, but she couldn't do her number bonds. So then we invented the technique how to do number bonds. And, again, mm. it's just stories. You put two characters together. They can remember the snowman. They can remember the swan. They two together. They never forget them. It literally mm. teach them. For five days for five minutes a day not even a whole uh-huh. day it's literally right. five Oh yeah and then they remember it and they never ever forget it we've also mm. got about, about time tell time basically I'm sorting out all my own childhood issues um time <laughs> my mum got me this watch that had one half was blue one half was red um for Ooh. past and two um I, I was like going oh my goodness I can't remember which is the past side and which is the two side I couldn't remember which was blue or red anyway mm. we've the technique we've got poos excuse everybody I'm, i've got the humor of a seven-year-old girl <laughs> boy. um we've got poos on one side poo is past pass begins with a putt poo begins with a put. and we've got toilets on the other side they're all talking they're all animated we've got toilets on the other side um tea begins with a uh uh, uh toilet begins with two T and two begins with a T, so it just instantly. Oh, children don't yeah. confuse; they never get confused. they know which is the poo side. They know which is the toilet side. Done, okay. Mm. And then the rest of it is learning to, you know, do the time is really easy. It's like Great. I think I think because I've got that brain mm-hmm. and I. I think it's like you. You should always actually go to somebody like I, uh, my friend was trying to teach us to sing the other day, and she really finds it really easy. And I and I was asking her lots of questions, and she's going, "Well, it just is. That's what it is." And I was going, "Well, why is it? I, mm-hmm. I don't, it's not is. It's, it's not natural for me. So mm-hmm. to explain it. But if somebody like a bit like math teachers, if somebody's really good at it and they find it easy,
0: and then they just explain it how they learned it, and it makes it. Right. So, and it's like they just like naturally did yeah. it. And yeah, it doesn't make any sense when yeah, you don't naturally yeah. get. I um, think everybody should actually, you should take the people who are
1: really rubbish. <laughs> something they have to figure out for them and then they should teach. it. To they should people. teach it.
0: Yes, exactly. I, I was the same way with my autism and trying to ask, my mom, how do I make friends? Oh, you just do. I'm like, uh, that doesn't make sense here. <laughs> I don't just do that. <laughs> but you know, listening to enough resources, I now know how to make friends. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that- that's the same thing.
1: It's like, you know, non-autistic people trying to take autistic people. I'm like, why is that? Let's get an autistic person to teach the autistic person because they know, right. you know, and it's like, and I think the same with the maths. It's like, get yeah, mm-hmm. some of who rubbish like me. I was rubbish at maths, but I figured it out and I'm continuing right. to figure it out. And so then I can package it into something that people understand because mm-hmm. I don't just go, yeah, that made sense because I know it didn't make
0: sense. I'm just right. going...
1: Yeah. yeah, let's package it into something that does make sense mm-hmm. and then, uh, and, and also testing, continually, continually testing. Um, yeah. Uh, and repeating that information uh, mm-hmm. back as well.
0: So, do you find that people are much more permissive of math struggles versus radiant struggles?
1: And... Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, we all know this. You know, somebody will say, oh, I'm rubbish at maths. You know, and you would never say I I, I can't read. You know, mm. you just wouldn't say it, okay? Because and for some reason there's there's a there's a um, disconnect with this that what well, right. dyscalculic research is just thirty years behind all mass anxiety. It's literally thirty mm. years behind. So it, hopefully in thirty years in the future people won't say that and say, look, I'm dyscalculic. I struggle a bit, but I can mm-hmm. still do numbers. Whereas at the moment they just go. Uh, I can't do maths, and that's Mm. it. And they are writing off so much of life. You know, we have have to pay mortgages. They're all in 12-month sections. You get paid. You've got to pay your taxes. You know, there is so much that is numbers. Uh, Pretty much Mm -hmm. half our life is numbers. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's really, you know, I, I find it just, you know, shocking that we can all just go, yeah, I'm rubbish at maths when... Right.
0: So what, what can a parent do then instead of, you know, just kind of giving into, well, yeah, you're just bad at math, um, to encourage instead of just agreeing that, yes, you struggle. And I guess that's where you're at. Um, I
1: mean, I think I did this thing with the brains. OK, this is your so that's your um, number brain at the moment. OK. And it's, um, you know, uh, um, it's not that you got your fixed mindset and your growth mindset. I'm sure mm-hmm. yeah. everyone's mm-hmm. heard. So. Don't, I think, but when we were growing up, I think it was very much a fixed mindset. You're rubbish at mass. You're always going to be rubbish at mass. And we, mm. we know that that is so not true. Okay. Your, this is your mass brain at the beginning. You can grow it and grow it and grow it and grow it. So your mass brains becomes like this. Okay. It, mm. may, it may grow that brain at a, at a slower rate than your friend over here, but you will grow it. Mm. And never ever think that you're not going to grow it and that you're not going to be able to do mass because you definitely, definitely can. The same with dyslexia. Right. Your brain might be like this. Sorry, I'm trying to hold my hand in the right direction. Your dyslexic brain might be like that, but you will be able to grow it, grow it, grow it. Again, it will be slower, but you will be able to grow it into mm. something that is much bigger. And finding those, um, those ways round it and um right. never giving up and and never and you will find amazing things along the way you mm-hmm. know all those sort of blocks that you hit you will find amazing ways to do it but if you can make it fun I don't know you know I I think cartoons uh, you know either mm-hmm. visually in a book um mm-hmm. it's really really good for the dyslexic um I would say I don't think there's anything else out there like us there are books out there. There's that something that's got very similar name to us. It's not the same. I don't think it was done by somebody who is um, dyscalculic. It's very complicated. There are different mm-hmm. characters for all the different numbers and, each multiplication, oh, and right. each multiplication has a different story. To me, that's not mm-hmm. the same. You know, you the same cartoon for eight times seven is seven times eight the same cartoon for four times three is three times four it's the same cartoon okay Mm -hmm. um why would you think because it's the same number it's the same characters so I've really had to simplify everything and I think this is so if you've got a child that is dyslexic and dyscalculic I really have to simplify everything Mm -hmm. so it so I can understand it okay I get rid of all the dross because it's just like oh my god you know, mm-hmm. it, I was talking about this with other people, like going into meetings, and people would just go on and on and on. I'm going, what you could have just said, I can say in five minutes. Okay, please get to the point and move on. I've got far right. too many things to do. Just get to the point, move on. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, don't so, don't. It will grow. Yeah.
0: So, as parents are looking at you know math um, programs and and different things to use to help their kids. I, I know, um, definitely want you to talk about your, your um, product table fables. Um, I know we also have a question from a viewer asking about um, the Waldorf education system for uh, math curriculum. What, what works, what, what doesn't when specifically we're dealing with a student who has um, dyscalculia and use, to use that creative part of the brain like you were talking about? I do think it's. Um, I think I have looked at the
1: Waldorf system. I can't. I can't remember off um, uh, off by heart at the moment. But I think I remember it and then dismissing it and going, "Oh my god, no, mm-hmm. no." It's. It, it was. I think it's too boring. Is is what I thought. <laughs> um, and and lots of it written down and things. I mean, not that writing. Mm-hmm. We've got worksheets and everything as well. Right. But um, I think the biggest thing for anyone's has got is is this peg system of memory. Give them a peg. Mm-hmm give them a hook to remember stuff. As I say, I could remember my multiplications for a test that next day. So it looked like I was doing okay. You asked me the same question a week later. No idea. But if if you've got those hooks, if you've got three mouse, seven boomerang, you know they interact, you know they make 21, Mm -hmm. you've got that cartoon in your head. It's very hard to forget images, you know, especially if they're funny, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, you know, you know, um, there's kumon do you know kumon this yes is, yeah. i've yeah. heard of kumon before you know kumon works it does work i mean rote learning absolutely works and that's what you used to stand up in school and go six times three years 18 you know mm-hmm. and, you know whatever and rote learning but it it takes like six years it right. takes Aww. you bash uh-huh. mm-hmm. you yeah. the hammer but it, you know six years going yeah mm-hmm. uh, Times day is eighteen. Six times eight is eighteen. Okay. Right. And they stopped sort of doing rote learning because it was wasting so much time in school, learning and incredibly, incredibly boring. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kumon or Waldorf or things—they will work, it, but it will take so much longer. Our technique works in seventeen days, five mm-hmm. minutes a day. So because it's funny, because it's images, it sticks. Okay. And also, mm-hmm. once you've done the seventeen days, you know it, and it also lasts. It lasts mm, mm-hmm. for some children, you know, normal attainers or whatever. They literally just have to watch it once, do it, done, done. Mm. Seventeen days, and then SEN, you know, depending on what some some dyslexics and dyscalculics also just have to watch it once, and, oh. and, and done. Um, mm. But it's yeah, it's images, it's stories. That's what we thrive on. That's what we love.
0: We all but love. also, it. you're you're taking away what we talked about earlier in the broadcast was that anxiety that that defeat those blockages that really reduce the confidence in the student by starting out with these types of concepts versus using one of those programs and defeating a child so much down to the point that they just say, "I just can't do it anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, a teacher said um, uh, gave us a lovely review. We got trust pilot reviews, and she said, um, you know, don't wait for other other systems to fail. Just just use table fables. I mean, she she was yeah. a teacher, and her own son was struggling, and she's done them all, literally all of them, and she was just so thankful when she discovered us. Um, I, as I said, I think it's because I have the issue. I know the solution. You know, I, I've got this high IQ. We all have. I mean, pretty much everybody has. But I've I've gone right. I need to solve this issue. I need to figure out how to do this. And because I've grown those other bits of my brain um, through years of sort of failing. Um, mm-hmm. It, it, it just comes naturally to me and also because maybe because of the tv um you know i worked in that medium for years right I just i just that's how i think and that's how mm-hmm. um, children like to see um you know information so i yeah I, for me it's really easy to mm-hmm. i just it's not the subjects isn't easy but how to present the information is very easy mm-hmm. uh, so that it's effective and uh, it's, it goes into the long term
0: yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, my middle son struggles with dyslexia, and he is a video person. That's everything has to be done on video, and that's how he he reads. And yes, the the, the graphic novels, or you know, just the comic comic books. He has comic books, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's this, just how we Somebody gave me, which I'd, um,
1: I'd love to, it's called, it's, it's Sapiens. It's by Noah somebody or other. It's Homo Sapiens, about the history of sort of humans. And it's all. Uh, and it's a really thick book. And I, I read the book and I, I loved it. It's got it's amazing stuff. But somebody gave as a graphic novel and it's incredible. So, you know, mm-hmm. any, any parents out there, it's
0: called Homo Sapiens, Noah. Oh, I can't remember his second
1: name. He's a, a very well-known historian. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I
0: think more and more of those those types of uh, literature and um, like videos like you're talking about have been coming out. But but again, to be discerning about just, you know, like you were talking about in your program, Table Fables, just how you don't continually replace those numbers because we can be creative to the point we're confusing. Yeah. And yeah. then it's not helpful at all. And
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think you know, I, I test. We test our um, our stuff for years before we release it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we're sort of much more of an apple. You know, you, we test it continually um, and teach it with children to make sure that it works and to make mm-hmm. sure it's simple enough. Um, and, and as I say, I think because I've got the dyslexic and dyscalculic brain i have to make everything simple um, so i can't overcomplicate things i think mm-hmm. if you're just dyslexic yeah you can still be quite complex somehow i don't know i don't know i i I, you know'd love to see a research paper on that but that that's right. that's my gut feeling is because I've got the two I have to make everything very very simple mm-hmm. I, a, but also I think um, uh, Einstein uh, said you know uh, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old you don't really understand it yourself yes. and I think that's so true mm-hmm. I don't think anything, like I was saying in meetings I don't think anything is that complicated you <laughs> people love to use complicated words to make themselves feel more important but if they actually can't describe it to a six-year-old then they don't really understand it themselves mm, so mm-hmm. actually I am re- re-evaluating that I just think they don't know it enough or they haven't thought about it enough or right. they're, they're yeah. not stilling it down and that's why I just mm-hmm. feel everything down to it's really what is going on here and mm-hmm. that's Make it super, super simple, and so that all six-year-olds. I mean, we've got four-year-olds who do our, our thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise four-year-olds. I think they should be going out and learning trees. Yes, yes.
0: exactly. Get those a, neural pathways embedded in there yeah, through activities. I, I've got a brilliant,
1: slightly rude way of learning all the trees. I taught my children during lockdown, and I'm really obsessed with trees. Uh, I can identify all the trees now, and I can identify wow. when all the leaves come down just by the bark. I'm not perfect. I'm, it's mm. a work of progress. But, um, yeah, and I've taught my children and then they've been able to teach other children. I think that's also another thing. If, if you teach somebody, and mm-hmm. they can them, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, that's what I think younger children should be doing. And, yeah, I, that will come out one day mm. soon. I've just got to make it less rude. It's a bit rude at the moment. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh a lot. My children are really embarrassed by me, but it makes <laughs> me laugh. Unfortunately, they remember it because it's rude. It's right. um, yeah. we'll figure think, we'll think that one out x-rated tree identification oh no
0: <laughs> so yeah so let's uh, i want to um reiterate where people can find you it's tablefables.net um yeah. and that is and specifically what does does that program cover the programs okay. on your site cover
1: so we we do from number bones, uh oh no hold on number five no recognizing numbers, first of all. Lots mm-hmm. of children write numbers the wrong way around. So yes. they'll to write two back to front or they'll write, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever. So they have to, oh my goodness, I, yeah, know, I, yeah. So they write things all the wrong way around. So, yeah, um, yeah that's, um, I've just registered, I'm sorry, me being <laughs> dyslexic, I've left my dog, the dog thing, and I've forgotten to tell my husband to go and get the dog. Anyway, oh. no, very sorry for that, but that's just another chapter in my dyslexic life (laughs) um uh yeah so we teach um number bonds which is um or number partners is adding two numbers together Mm. we um do number recognition which way around so from the that's the really young ones we teach Mm -hmm. um, learn to tell the time we teach multiplications Mm. we teach dividing and then we're just about to do um fractions what's called farting fractions it's a really funny grandpa farting so yeah that's really great That
0: oh awesome so yeah and i i think one of our viewers um kira sue would ask the previous question this is is table fables christian or secular how deeply embedded or um she just wants to know that um I, I don't
1: know how to answer that i mean i was a sunday school teacher um i don't Yeah, i mean i was a sunday school teacher i haven't really based it around any christian stories um you know so i don't yeah sorry yeah. I, I don't mean really, anyway, yeah. I mean we have a lot of Christian
0: families who use it, so if that answers yeah. your question. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's it's numbers and, and the stories. It's are, numbers and stories, yeah. And yeah, they're, yeah. Funny, so, and they're yeah. funny. it's yeah. numbers,
1: stories, funny. Yeah. And uh oh, but there is farting and uh <laughs> and things in there. So I don't know if that's yeah, anyway, I don't yeah. know. But it, the children love it. The children really do love it. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much for for sharing today, Rebecca. I this has been um, just a fun conversation, and um, hopefully, just really encouraging for our audience. I know it was encouraging to me, and you know, having my own son that struggles at, in this area, and just knowing how creative, you know that that he is too, and the the hope that there are for for all of us that that have various struggles that we can we can move beyond them and conquer them. But just Listen, I, I'm
1: creative. really happy to help teenagers. Um mm. I'm really really happy to help teenagers with um uh, if they need math stuff because I, I was one of those teenagers so if they get to if you've got teenagers please do um email me drop me a line i'll really help them out i'll give them mm-hmm. a live session we also do free online um classes because oh, I'm awesome. a myself i know what it's like trying to set up a new w- website you don't have to have a subscription you literally can join our free lessons and oh, um awesome. see, see the technique we teach them a multiplication and a dividing so we sort everything thing out like that so don't um i uh, don't think you know and you also have seven days for free so you can try it out you know then we ask for your um uh card number don't worry it's really easy to cancel you just press the cancel mm-hmm. button you know i know what it's like being a parent but um we do do the seven days for free and free lessons so you can see everything about the technique before you, you try Great. and i can even give you a discount code for your followers oh,
0: okay yeah yeah. yeah that's awesome. what i do yeah, well, we'll I'll I'll be talking to Rebecca about getting her stuff listed on our website because, um, yeah, it definitely is one of those things that we want our continual new um, website viewers to be able to see and to take advantage of. So we'll we'll definitely be be popping in and then doing more with with you in the future. Um, so, but I just want to thank Right Chat for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. Um, next week we'll be back to a regular time on um, Tuesday evening, and we're going to be talking about. Various ways to um, to test and and um, to help students specifically with dyslexia. If you if you need those testing results, what does that look like, and how do you do that? Um, and then, thank you, Right Shot, again for sponsoring this episode. And um, we'll be back again next week at um, our regular scheduled time. But um, just keep up the good work, Rebecca. Um, it's uh, it's encouraging to hear stories of triumph over, over difficulties and that, um, and not just triumph over them, but over and above them. And your life is definitely that. So, um, it's Mm -hmm. definitely an encouraging, um, way to, uh, to end this broadcast and, um, yeah. Thank you very much for having me and parents just keep going. I know what it's Mm -hmm. like, the struggles,
1: um, try make yourself laugh if that's at all possible and keep the faith
0: <laughs> exactly Yes. Yeah. all right well we'll see you all next week and definitely check us out on spedhomeschool.com if you have any struggles that you're looking for help with with your struggling learner we're here to empower you good night everybody
1: That's lifeaudio.com.